Today's episode of The Masked Man Show is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out this week on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. He had The Miz and Brian Gewurz on to go over SummerSlam betting odds. You have to listen to that. You absolutely have to. Also, the Bill Simmons podcast just had its 400th episode, which is a whole lot of episodes for any podcast, let alone one as amazing as Bill's. Uh, the Dandacy Football podcast, which is on the Ringer NFL show feed. Uh, really awesome and uh, stuff for all of your fantasy football needs. We've also got Binge Mode Harry Potter, The Dave Chang Show, House of Carbs, Larry Wilmore, Black on the Air, One Shining Podcast, On Shuffle, which had its Song of the Summer episode. Really, really amazing. And of course, there's my other show, too. On the Channel 33 podcast feed, you can find The Press Box with me and my dear friend Brian Curtis talking about really, really highbrow shit. Now, hit the damn music. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawn. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I am your host, David Shoemaker, aka the Masked Man. And joining me, as seemingly always, is the King of Sad Style himself, Dan St. Germain. The man with the largest calves in the world, who for about an hour and a half on Friday, August 10th, had the most downloaded comedy album on iTunes. Congratulations. Number three for an hour and a half, probably. Maybe a little less, maybe a little more. No real winners here. It's out right now. Buy it or download it on all, you know, streaming services. iTunes, Amazon, 800 pound girl records. No real winners here. Come on. Pandora, Spotify. Get me back up there again. I need this. That, thanks for stopping by, Dan. That Thank was you. a lot that of fun. Was it. Have I'm a good weekend. I'm um, also super excited about what should be the best week in wrestling I've ever had. Uh, SummerSlam 2018 is coming up on Sunday. The biggest party of summer. It is. I mean, and now it's more than just a party. It's a weekend long festival. It's yeah. like wood. It's going to be like the Woodstock 99 of professional wrestling. Yeah, it's like the Woodstock for people who weren't cool enough to go to Woodstock. Uh, <laughs> we have um, a ton of predictions that we're going to get through, um, but we can't lead the show with that, or else we'd never get around to talking any, any talking about anything else. We got a couple of things we want to touch on first. First and foremost. Um. Uh, it's, this is a an all too common way to start the show, but uh, we have to say farewell to one of our childhood icons. In this case, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, uh, one half of the Heart Foundation. Dan is stroking his goatee. I'm stroking my goatee. Uh, father of, to of honor Natalia. Him. Uh, um, really, just one of the one one of the great tag team wrestlers. I mean. I, I I loved the Heart Foundation growing I, up. I realized watching the promo that heel producer Jim sent me this week um, that Bret Hart could have never become Bret Hart without Jim the Anvil because I really don't think that in that time of wrestling, 
which was the 80, you know, like the, you know, the mid 80s to your to Earl, right before the early 90s when Brett started to become Brett, like this early 90s is when like, hey, we kind of want to see the technicians. We kind of want to see Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. We kind of want to see these technicians. But before that, it was still all about these big, larger than life characters. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan. Bret Hart wasn't one of those people. Jim the Anvil was one of those people. Yeah. And without Jim the Anvil, I don't think Brett could have survived those years without becoming, you know, maybe a step below Tito Santana. And I sure. know, and I know that's a crazy thing to say, but you even watch that promo and Brett just kind of talks like a normal guy talking. Yeah. You know, Jim, Jim was the guy who was that crazy, well, crazy factor that you need in a tag team. You know, he could, his promos could get beat with demolition or. I totally agree. I totally agree with your point. I, I think to, in that promo in particular, Brett was a little, Brett had a little more personality than I think that our memory, uh, affords him. But I think that I, but I think that that's still, that Nightheart gets a lot of credit for that too, because he's just so bonkers. Yeah. That, like Brett can. Like turn up the volume a little bit and not feel and not like feel uncomfortable. But I actually, yeah, I didn't think Brett was good in that heel because I I, I loved heel Brett Hart at the end of the run because it was who he really was. Uh-huh. You know, he was pissed off at the company. Yeah, there's a lot of truth there. Um, so you know, like him getting annoyed, it, he doesn't even know how to be a heel because they're like they say there's grease in your hand. And he's like it doesn't matter. Like opposing to Sheamus now, who like basks in the fact that everybody thinks his hair looks stupid. So, uh, which Sheamus would have done great during that time, by the way. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think that Jimmy Anvil Neidhart is, is the reason that we have a Bret Hart title run. Yeah. I mean, he was, he, he deserves a whole lot of credit and Jimmy Hart too. Like, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, whew. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's sad. It's sad, especially, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Total Divas. Um, I would hear a lot of it secondhand, saw a couple of clips and I know he did some stuff on there, but, uh, but, you know, I like to remember him from his prime. Um, there's never, I mean, he was just, it, it's, it's just, it's just hard to, it's just hard to, it's hard to say. I mean, it's hard to put to words how important that tag team was in the moment yeah. and how big of a deal it, it felt and, and, um, whether they were working face or working heel or whatever. I mean, they just were one of the most vibrant parts of the show. And it's, it's, it's a time when WWE really was getting tag teams right, you know? Right. And, and they haven't since then. I mean, sure, there have been great tag teams since then. You know, we almost, I mean, are the closest we have now is probably the new day to like that kind of eighties tag team mm-hmm. where they were stars in itself and they didn't have to be the main event of the show. But yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible. We went at 63, which I think 63 or 61, which unfortunately is not a young age for a wrestler, for a wrestler that's like 87. Yeah. Um, just because of how hard of a life they live. Uh, but he obviously, uh, trained, uh, a terrific wrestler and she seems like a great person, Nanny Neidhard. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's sad, but it's not, you know, I, it's for me, it's not Brian Pillman sad, um, because he gave us a lot and, you know, he was, he seemed like a guy who was able to really live a full life. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of, I mean, it, sure. If, if it's sad, I mean, if the, 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 it's sad that he's gone and, and there's certainly been more tragic endings. I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of sadness for a lot of fans because we feel like, we have a relationship with Natty, you know, I mean, yeah, just as I mean, as an on-screen character. I'm like, yeah, but like, absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, to her family, Jim, the Anvil Nightheart. I mean, that was a, um, I mean, it's like we it's like Brett has been so much a part of our lives. I mean, pretty consistently. I mean, it's like he doesn't wrestle anymore, but like we see, yeah, you know, Brett's all over the network and 
You know, mm-hmm. we, we talk about Brett. We, and whenever Brett talks, it's like somebody from the Eagles shitting on one of their former <laughs> band members yeah. now. That's this weird. Um, we've accepted that. But I was going back and watching Nightheart stuff, and it was just like, I guess it's it's a little bit stunning for me how how vintage a lot of that looked you know because you'll just see yeah there have been some some night i mean there have been some stuff with him on, on the network and and they brought back you know a lot of it's in the bret hart context and um but man they're just the energy just the energy of back then and then i don't think any of us um any of us could would forget his tag teams with uh with owen hart and then uh coco beware <laughs> big well okay but i but, was i was thinking like if it was bret and owen that tag team would 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 kill now in 2018, but back then it wouldn't have worked. Now Brett Nolan would have just disappeared into the yeah. It would have just been you know ether. Yeah, it would have been a less Even charismatic like, rock. The other people out there. Even if it were like Brett and Davey, I mean Brett. Yeah, Brett and Davey Boy, another yeah. team that came down from from that part of the. I mean that territory. I mean Brett would have just been the second banana there. You know, yeah. it was a really good Brett. Brett and Anvil were just like a match made in heaven, and uh, yeah, it, it was. And hopefully that's where Jim is now. Yeah, definitely in wrestler heaven. I hope there's wrestler heaven. I hope so. Um, if there, like, all dogs go to heaven. That's a given. My next book is the five next wrestlers, is all wrestlers go to heaven. heaven. The five wrestlers meet in heaven. Um, only five of them get to make it in. All right, moving right. on. Definitely um, not Chris Benoit. We had a couple of big things. James <laughs> <laughs> just jumps saying. James just jumps over. I was moving, moving right along here. The uh, we had. A big, a, a couple of big moments on Monday Night Raw. But before we get to that, one quick thing that I think bears mention is the uh, that there's this WWE Super Show that's coming up, or su- sorry, the WWE Super Showdown that's going to be in Australia. The greatest Super Showdown. Yes, it's on October sixth at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, um, which is uh, the MCG to New York's MSG. Uh, and this is another one of these mega shows that like they had in Saudi Arabia and they've, right. they've done these things all over. The, the big announcement was that we'd have, I mean, that, that I, you know, that I saw online was that they announced John Cena versus Kevin Owens, which is cool. Uh, that Cena's going to be there, that he's going to sort of, you know, rekindle his rivalry with Owens. That's a rivalry I actually want to see again. Yeah, so. at least for one night. But we also get um, The Undertaker versus Triple H. Oh, I heard about that. And that's supposed to be their last showdown. Even though I thought the Hell in the Cell WrestleMania 28 was their last showdown because they had that. They had the, like, at the end of that Hell in the Cell match, they do what they, every character in a multicam sitcom did at the end of a series finale. The, the bow? Where they all, yeah, all three of them at the top of the ramp, just like looking at, and then they like shut the light off, you know, and then you realize Cheers is done or whatever it is. We'll never see wings again. Um, says you, man. I'm watching that stuff every night. They'll probably VHS. fucking bring it up, bring it back next week. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. We should all go to Australia. We're not gonna go to Australia. The Royal Greatest Super Showdown, mate. You're hired. John Cena. You're hired. Um, John Cena. You are, um, since you're doing promo work right now, you're, are you announcing a show this week? Oh my God. I should, I should pop that right now. Although it's sketchy, the details of what I'm doing. I hope I don't get there and I'm just selling merch. It's just a yeah. Uh, they're, they're, it's just a rib, man. Um, I am uh, doing Joey Janela's. I'm doing some commentary. Yeah, but that would suck if it was just a rib. But I'm like, I'm DMing with the producer, and it's like, uh, and so I'm still waiting to get all the details. But I did tell them that I will be at Joey Janela's Lost in New York in Queens. I believe it's sold out. 
Um, this Friday, August 17th, I'm going to be doing some commentary. Uh, Haku's going to be there. Hakushi's going to be there. Joey Janela's going to be there. Um, you know, Ming, Haku, however you'd, you'd like to go by it. But I've never done this before. This is a, this is a huge dream unless the guy's fucking with me, but I think I, I will be doing some commentary for matches. I don't know what to wear. If you want to tweet at me and like ask me what, like what you think I should wear for this Friday show. Like I was thinking just like a tie and a jacket. I'm not sure. Should I go casual because it's Queens? It's more a New York thing. I definitely like, I definitely want to do the thing where, you know, Michael Keaton does, you know, when like, like this isn't, you know, in the paper boy in the, in the paper. Remember that movie where they're like, where the other guys played by Spalding Gray was like, well, you're talking New York side. Like, I don't write for the New York Times. I write for New York fucking city. <laughs> so I want to say that at one point, like this isn't TNA. This isn't WWE. This is Ring of Honor. This is New York fucking city. Los Angeles, New York. Ah, something along those lines. I want to get a cheap pop. Um, I don't know though if it's really going to be, uh, plugged into the loudspeaker. So if anything, you could come there and just watch me, uh, get rejected at the door, which, you know, at least that would be like a fun indie, uh, sad movie for you to watch. And I, I should announce, um, am sort of against my will going to be on Friday night at a, uh, at a cheap heat event. Whoa, you're back. Yeah. Yeah, well, Rosenberg and I have a lot of, uh, you know, have a lot of uh, issues that we need to work out. Unfinished business. Unfinished business is a good way to put good it. Good friends, better enemies. So Friday at 8 o'clock, uh, Cheap Heat Live, Sony Hall, 46th Street and 8th Avenue in Manhattan. Um, yeah, I did, I, I'm actually You're going... You're really selling it, David. Huh? You're really selling it. Well, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun for, for people to watch. It's probably not going to be fun for me. Um because I, you know, I've I've got some history with these guys. So yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I tried to bridge the divide um, by having Stack Guy Greg on my podcast. Yeah, Greg's fine. I'm good with Greg. I'm good with Greg. on all things. When comedy. he's out from under, when he's out from under Rosenberg's influence. Oh wow. Um, yeah, there's really there's there's some bad blood there. I'm and yeah, I'm mostly going because there's a couple of special guests that they haven't said. I don't think I'm allowed to say, but there but there's going to be some fun people there who I want to hang out with. So. OJ, uh, OJ Simpson might be one of the people. Yeah, uh, yeah. So check that out. And uh, I, you know what, guys, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at NXT on Saturday. I'm gonna be at SummerSlam on Sunday. Yeah, I'm gonna be me. at Monday night with David. I'm gonna be at Monday Night Raw on Monday. Okay, if someone in one of those crowds could put up a sign that says "King of Sad Style" so I can frame it for my new apartment. I will give you a free copy of my album, No Real Winners Here, signed by Dan St. Germain. Wait, you have physical albums? I have, fi- well, I have physical flashcards that you can then download for them. <laughs> I will sign it, and then I will get a bigger comic to sign. I'll get, like, Colin Quinn or somebody, like, I'm doing a show with who has way uh, better reputation in the stand-up world than me. <laughs> so you'll, I promise you, you'll get a sign from me, and you'll get a sign from a better comic than me. If you have a King of Sad style, Dan St. Germain, poster... That's in viewing, and and I have to have proof. I have to have a freeze frame that was it was on the network, or on USA Network. It's a great segue work. Great, great work by you. I'm glad that you mentioned Colin Quinn because he made a surprise appearance at the end of Raw on Monday night. Holy shit! Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting word that that was Dean Ambrose. <laughs> um, he yeah, looked great though. He did. He looked. He looked really. He incredible. is yoked. Um, big big night. For the great, great lead-in show for SummerSlam. 
Oh, it was really, really fun. Yeah. The lead-in shows are always tough now because they're three hours long. I mean, I, I, I'm not, it's not like I want to skip anything. but it's I definitely fast-forwarded some stuff, but yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of... It's not just going to be... Even if it's a brilliant lead-in show, there's still going to be a lot of fluff. Anyway, um, it's a, it, was a, it was a banner night for the Jonathan Good, Renee Young household. Um, yeah. Renee Young called i mean i turned i turned on the show a little bit late but then rewound and jumped back in i was just but I, when i when i clicked on in, in in real time i was like wait is renee young just straight up calling this well she was great the only thing that i was like i kind of like renee young backstage like i, I definitely yeah, think they, they need a female announcer on there but i kind of liked I, I thought she was doing a better job than even mean gene as far as a backstage interview as far as getting and you know, uh, but, you know, I, I get why, you know, if you want to have a historic, you know, like like a new mainstay, there's nobody better in that company than Renee Young. You know, her and I Corey Graves. Really well. I, thought- I did, too. No, this isn't me criticizing her performance. I thought she did terrific. I'm just saying I love her so much in the backstage role. There was part of me that's sad that that's going to leave <laughs> a little bit. But maybe, you know, they'll elevate someone who's just as good. Yeah, they have her. lots of people who can do backstage interviews. Right. I mean, it's sort of like. It's like the, I mean, it's, I mean, it doesn't have to be another woman I'm comparing it to, but it is a lot like the Doris Burke conversation where people talk about basketball because she's one of the best sideline reporters, you know, of all time because she really cares about it and really puts a lot of work into it. And, you know, you can make the case that she is better than the field at sideline reporting than she is in the booth, but it's just like the, it's just the usage rate is so much different that like it doesn't, like, I would rather have, a five-year-old child doing sideline reporting or in WWE backstage right. reporting and having the best announcer in the booth. You Bring know? back what's his name? The guy that Braun Strowman tagged with at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. I should know his Nicholas. Nicholas, that's it. Anyway, <clears throat> um, she did a fantastic job. I hope we see more of her. Um, I, uh, you know, I was happy. I was excited to see Coach come back because I think he gives him, you know, a nice little rub. But Coach and Corey together with Michael Cole is a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I know, uh, Coach has been getting a lot of heat online for his commentary since he's been back. I don't think it's been egregiously bad. I mean, you know, it hasn't set the world on fire. Um, But, you know, for me, like, it's less annoying than when they bring in a wrestler sometimes to do it. And the wrestler is still not at that stage of, like, putting himself over all the time. I'm not going to mention names. But, um I, I thought he did better than that, but if they want to u- lose Jonathan Kutchman for Renee Young, I don't think anybody's going to be complaining. Yeah, I mean they what they want to lose is mean, Michael I, Cole. I know Everybody I've, wants that guy. This is this plus, is officially my dead horse gimmick that I keep on. I keep on beating this thing. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't need, and I don't know who needs a set announced team for every show. Like I, I think you do. No. The best was when you would turn on wrestling on Saturday morning growing up, and it was just like, I don't know who the hell is going to be calling this. Now, for a long time, it was, you go through the runs where, like, the iconic duos of yeah, Gorilla that's what and Heenan, Gorilla and Jesse. Waller and Ross. But, Ross man, there's no, no. Nah, I mean, I just, there's no reason why they couldn't have, <coughs> just have different units or different units by the hour or different, you know, by no, half. I totally disagree. I, th- I I think that no one on SmackDown should be on Raw as far as commentary, but... Corey's on everything. That's Corey's his... on everything. Is Michael Cole on SmackDown or no? No, I forget. Um, I just, but That's, I, that's I, our good friend Tom Phillips, who's very good at doing that job. But I just think, you yes, know... Yes, he is. Yeah, no, Tom Phillips is great. Let... I mean, I, I would just I would just try different stuff out. I, I think it's... I don't think you're ever going to just, like... I don't know. 
And the three the three person booth is a little bit unnecessary, especially when you have so many storylines you're trying to get over. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, um, so she was fantastic. And then the biggest surprise of all, I was watching with the whole family. Seth Rollins comes out and he's like, oh, I got a little special surprise for you guys. And I was just like, oh, my God, how did I not see this coming? You didn't I, see that coming? No, I mean, when he started talking, I saw it coming. Yeah. I didn't know that. But I mean, like, I, I didn't. I, this is the the answer to all of these implicit questions. Like, why has this feud been dragging on for four months? Right. What's the next thing? You know, why is he sweating? Yeah, like, it's it's just a, it was a perfect setup. Well, it made me realize because, you know, the whole thing is like, oh, Ambrose is going to come back and he's going to turn heel so he can feud with Seth and Reigns. Mm-hmm. I really don't think you do that now after that response. You have a white heat baby face again. Yeah, that was don't do what you did with Rollins. Response. Yeah, it I'm was just, huge. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was huge. So, uh, you know, I think that you have Rollins win the title, right? And then, or, and then maybe, or, or have some sort of screw job finish. But, you know, they're not really doing much of the raw tag team titles now. So maybe that's where it goes, where it's Ambrose and, uh, Rollins trying to defeat, um, Ziggler and McIntyre for the, for the tag titles. Maybe you put the IC title on McIntyre and have him beat Seth on Monday night or something. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff they could do with this feud and with mm-hmm. this, with this, this, uh, foursome. And I'm very, very excited. Ambrose, who had a long, long time on the disabled list. Um, we talked about that before, but he had some, he had a tough go of his rehab and everything. Looks like he's in incredible shape. Yeah. He's in winter Royal rumble shape. He's it. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, I just can't, I can't wait to see what they do with him. This is if this is a new reinvigorated Dean Ambrose, then like that's that's fantastic news. He looked cool. Uh, I love the haircut. Haircut's great. I love the the gray jeans instead of blue jeans. The whole yeah. thing. He just looked like he. I mean, he was. He looks like he put on thirty pounds of muscle, man. He looks incredible. Yeah, I can't wait. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a body guy like some people, but like that's I'm a size queen. Um, it's a good look, especially when you're like changing your like changing your hairstyle or whatever. Just like just go all out. Just yeah, go, and go he's totally he's one of those uh, rare cases where like usually when a guy's going bald and he cuts his hair, I'm like, dude, just go just shave it. Yeah. But he he makes a case for like still being balding but holding on to some hair. Oh yeah, he looks good. Like in a Nicholson sort of way. I'm a fan, man. Um I'm a fan of of all proudly bald fellows, balding fellows, uh, and everyone knows Dean Ambrose. Is. You haven't got? Have you done? You haven't done the fully bald thing yet. Yeah. Oh, you mean like with a rate with a razor? Yeah. Blade? Are you thinking about going fully bald? No. I mean, I've always had. I, I shaved it really close. I mean, but I just don't. I've never been like. Yeah, that's not true. Back in my twenties, like I would shave it like twice a week or three times a week or whatever. But I never used a razor. You're blade. not going to go emotional, it. like uh, uh, what what's it called? Uh, emotional speaker? No, the. Uh, inspirational speaker bald inspirational like shiny bald bald? like shiny bald no i just don't like that look i would rather have a little just have a little have a little in the back i don't like like to like reflect the sun (laughs) i'm always trying to hide from it um (laughs) anyway that was that was huge so now we have uh, like the one match on the SummerSlam card that i was sort of like yeah it'll be good but like i don't have anything else to say about it was ziggler versus Rollins. So and now it's got this huge element of extra. I mean, this card is insane. I mean, in, in some way, insane because it's too big of a card. I don't know. There's not many matches on that card though that I'm like, yes, I have to see it. Um, but I guess we can go through the card now and yeah, let's break this thing down. 
Um, we don't need to do a whole breakdown of both shows. Yeah, no, I want to. I want to spend. I want to spend at least thirty minutes on each match. So we got to get it on. This. <laughs> um. All right. First of all, first things first. Um, we're sitting here tight. Like you and I are going to go to the show together. We're going to go. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We don't know what time to get there. The official show officially starts at seven. Show the the show officially starts at the, 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 five p.m. Right, but the but the main card the main card starts at seven. So you and I will get there at six forty-five. You and I, yes, maybe, maybe earlier. I'm sorry, we're gonna miss the pre-show, guys. But after re- like watching seven hours of WrestleMania, I can't I can't do that much wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much. I don't know. I don't. I don't think my liver would be very happy if I was. Spent like six solid hours drinking Bud Lights from the Barclays Center. Yeah, opposing to the ones you'll drink at home. And <laughs> before I get there, those mm-hmm. are Tecates. Thank you very much. No, I'm sorry. This episode of the Masked Man Show is brought to I'm just kidding. Um, all right, let's start at the very bottom. The pre-show. The stuff we'll probably miss. Uh, starts with the B team, who, that's great. Their gimmick is basically the, the pre-show. Bodax, Bodas and Curtis Axel versus The Revival. Um, the Deleters of Worlds were eliminated from this these shenanigans on Monday night. And, uh, and now we got this thing. I like that the rival getting some screen time, but I find it hard to, yeah, it's just been, it's been tough. I mean, those guys right now, there's no reason to put the titles on those guys right now. If you're the B team, you want, you really, they just want them. They want them to lose to like Ziggler and McIntyre the next night. I think. Yeah. That makes some sense. That's, that's the best use. And their celebrations are like pop worthy, right? I mean, it's just seeing them win just feels good. But the problem with that is that like, unless you have that Heath Slater element with it too, where like, cause Heath is so good where you're like, I'm doing this for my kids. Unless you get that, it's like, it's like the whole Bray Wyatt thing you can use with the underdog thing. Like once you, okay. Oh, it's spooky. It's crazy. But then after that, you're like, okay, well, what else is the story? And the same thing with the B team. Oh, they're an underdog. But then as soon as the underdog wins, what do you do with the story? And I don't think they have an answer for that yet. Yeah, that's true. Um, maybe it won't matter. Um, so you're, you're picking the B team? Yeah. Same here. Rusev and Lana. Mixed tag match. Rusev and Lana versus Cien Almas, Andrade Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega. Well, I'm, I'm sad I'm going to miss Zelina Vega. Um, but I... Yeah, I, I guess Zelina Vega and Andre Almas have to win over some, some sort of weird screw job thing with. I don't think the winner and the lo- winners and losers really matter here at all. I yeah. don't think that whoever comes out looking strong will have necessarily has any relationship to the win. But I agree that Almas and uh, Almas needs to look good coming out of this because he's he's less of the known the less known quantity and has a big future out of him. As hopefully does Rusev, but we know Rusev can just be reset whenever. So you're going to pick almost. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely. What's the, what's the screw job here? Do, do, do Aiden and Lana team up and screw over Rusev? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, know if there's a romantic dynamic there. I don't think that they, but, the WWE, I mean, clearly they care about the storyline, but that seems like a pretty big put, like pretty big storyline swerve for a second. Well, you can't have tier. The only problem is, is that Aiden English versus Rusev. I mean, when Rusev is the baby face, there's not really you need something else, right? Because no, I mean, if Aiden English gets buried by Almas, it's like what 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 match do you have there? You have Rusev squashing Aiden English or Aiden English winning for a crazy reason. Eventually, it it ends in Rusev squashing Aiden English. So, 
I just uh, it it'll be interesting to see what story they tell after. And we saw what happened last time they tried to split up Rusev and Lana. These things don't always go well. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick Rusev and Lana in that one just for the sake of it. I don't really have any strong. I'm gonna go with Elmas and Vega. Yeah. I don't. I think. Yeah. Uh, like I, like I, I said, Vega. I don't think she's the winning, the winning and losing matters. And I think that you know maybe pop the crowd by letting Rusev celebrate at the end of the pre-show. She she, tra- she has that weird that like Salma Hayek and from Dust Till Dawn crown sometimes. She so Vega is so hot. Yeah. Um. Well, I know she's a listener of this podcast. So. Oh, is she? No. no, no. Um, Daniel Sorry, Bryan I'm, versus I'm, the. I'm, I'm we're jumping right there. in to the big stuff on Wikipedia. Anyway, uh, Daniel Bryan versus the Miz singles match. Uh, I believe this is officially for all the marbles. Oh, this is the uh, match I'm looking forward to seeing. This is fantastic. Uh, Kenny Herzog wrote a great timeline of their feud for the Ringer last week. And by the way, you did not say this was fantastic last week. You had problems with this build. No, no, no. I just thought just, that they. I, I'm excited about it, especially after. Kenny's piece and WWE's three v- triple video package presentation on Tuesday night. That was awesome. Um, they're, they're concentrating on the right things. What do you think is a better, better rivalry? Uh, Daniel Bryan, the Miz or Punk and Cena? I'd have to say Daniel Bryan, yeah, the, Miz, Daniel Bryan right? the Miz, right? Yeah. I mean, it's got, it's, it's, it's years old. It's epic. It's, it's incredible. I think they just went, I think what I said last week and where, what I eventually came around to is anytime something is this epic, anytime it's something you've been waiting for for that long, it always feels like they could have done a better job. But like, that's not a standard you should really hold them up to. Maybe they could have done a little bit of a better. But job. they have like a Batman Joker rivalry. Like, you're going to want to see him fight again. <laughs> you're going to want to see him fight at Hell in the Cell. You'd maybe want to see him fight at WrestleMania, depending on who wins the match at SummerSlam. Oh, I totally agree with for, that. For the strap, possibly. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, and it's actually like out of kayfabe. It's an interesting one too, because like, who do you think WWE is really going to be backing in this one? Well, I think by whoever wins could be number one contender on SmackDown. I think, I think the Miz will probably win. Um, but then I think that the payoff is then Daniel Bryan goes over at Mania. Yeah. That makes sense for the title. Um, and they could drag this out even immediately longer. Um, so anyway, Daniel Bryan. The Miz. This is going to be, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. I mean, this is, the crowd is going to be, go absolutely natural. So it'll be interesting to see where they put it on the card, too. That's where I'm like, you can't put it in the main event. You can't put it as the opening match. I guess I mean, SmackDown in the middle. The match. Well, you want it. You want to have Owens and Braun in that opening match a lot. So then the whole night people are wondering what's going to happen. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's probably true. Um, so your pick is The Miz here? My pick is The Miz, yeah. I'm torn. Again, I'm not sure it matters a ton. I'm going to go with The Miz, too. He's got a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> They've just got like 18 more episodes. 14 more episodes. Oh, sorry. Don't be jealous. In <laughs> uh, the next, and again, we're going in reverse Wikipedia order here. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Um, even Wikipedia oh, should have put that one uh, at the very end. Um yeah. I mean, I like kind of what they're doing, but there's just nothing here. Yeah, they. I mean, I thought that that was a good payoff. I, I guess you have to have... I guess I, I don't care. I mean, that's the problem is I don't care who wins. I, I And I don't really see what the... I mean, hopefully they have this thing planned out. I'm not really sure what the end result of, like, Finn Balor... Like, what? It, like eventually, do they have to have another match so Finn Balor gets to, like, book himself on Monday Night Raw or something? Just they to should get have out from under his thumb? A stipulation of, like... Uh, because this really is the match is the company once had plans for that match. 
<laughs> and then like the winner of the company That's gets to have plans for it's true you have a universal champion then you have you know a money in the bank winner and both of them have kind of been relegated to this lower mid-card status yeah i mean it's not it's not i, I keep saying i always say this it's not a necessarily a bad thing to have to share i mean to have to pe- like bide your time right right um you know, I mean, like there is, the, the, there's always been. Go, go, go! Look at the pay per views that you loved most as a child. There was always somebody who was just like. I mean, there, just, there was always The Rock working Billy Gunn on some pay per view. You know, there's always some was kind like, of like time filler. Yeah, back back in the yeah, but there's. I mean, this is the time filler of time fillers. This match. No, it's totally true. I, I don't think this is good. I don't think. I just don't think it's necessarily. It's like you can't just see this. You know, if you woke up from out of deep freeze today and saw that, you should you know be reasonably skeptical but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing it just so happens this is sort of really boring um anyway hopefully they'll figure this out and finn will be promoted back up to the uh upper echelon where yeah. he belongs um i'm gonna go with finn here just because i love him but storyline wise i don't know I'm, I'm picking finn who's your who's your pick <sighs> my pick is gonna be Oof, that I mean, it's tough. Uh, I, I guess Finn, because I think you can still do stuff with Baron Corbin's character that doesn't involve him winning the match. Yeah, I just don't know so, kayfabe how either of them lets this go. Right? If Finn, if Baron wins, then Finn is. Well, that's the thing that sucks is that like if Baron wins, then Finn's got to put on demon makeup for fucking Baron, and if Finn wins, then that means that we get more of Baron screwing with Finn. For the next month or so until yeah. the next blow off. So, so. we are going to get demon, de- demon Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin for Finn Balor gets the right to book himself on Raw. That'll <laughs> to make his own matches. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's the thing is that Baron or, or, or it's just all up to Kurt Angle. Baron has to get out of the Bar- Finn yeah. Balor booking business. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we found a way to make it interesting. Yeah, okay. Um, half of a sentence. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy for Nakamura's U.S. championship. So yeah, um, we don't know where Randy Orton is. I mean, he was last seen hiding backstage. Probably not the best use of him this week, by the way. Creepily hiding backstage. (laughs) And the announcers were literally saying, "Where is he right now?" Like, where is like is he gorilla? What is that? Um, like it is weird because as much as I love Nakamura, like he's definitely been the third wheel in this feud, right? Or in this, whatever's going on. Well, right I now. think, you know, there's obviously, uh, you know, the, the, the reports of, you know, looking into Randy Orton shit. Um, so, but then it's like weirdly put him back reason that he's not there. I don't know, but then they ran with the storyline. So nah, I think, I think he's fine. I think they're just, I think that, I think that this card is so big that they just got it. This might be the Randy Orton, run in at three minutes or something like that like this is this probably was not the time to get all three of these guys in the ring together maybe they cut it from the show nah no they got to give nakamura they got to give nakamura and hardy both of them need their chance to their moment on on at SummerSlam. come on come on man yeah Um, i think all you need for hardy is just to have him do that eye thing in front of the camera that's what people love the most that's the creepiest and weirdest thing yeah, just for all those Slipknot heads in the audience. What do <laughs> Slipknot fans call themselves? Knotters? Uh, the Knitting Factory? Slippers. Slippers? Mm-hmm. Slip-ons? The Slip-ons. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, thanks again to Wikipedia, because the eighth match on listed here is a pre-show match. Uh, I should have seen that, but it's Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. Which we wanted to talk about this. Um, 
Rusev made a joke about sharing the pre-show with that. Uh, Rusev is like uh, just really uh, using Twitter to troll people, and I love it. And, R- it, and Rusev in a is like funny the, way. Rusev is like, like he is using his foreignness to its to the hilt. It's so great. Where you can just say whatever he wants, and then I'm sure WWE goes like, "What the? F- what are you doing?" He's just like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm from Bulgaria. Yeah. I'm, I am excited." My about original pl- it. point was lost in translation with the cruiserweight. We don't have irony in Bulgaria. Like, I don't know what you think I'm doing, man. I don't know what to do with this these cruiserweights. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, I, it's that unfortunate thing where Seth Rollins is a fucking cruiserweight weight, so you can't have a cruiserweight division anymore. Everyone's stolen their when Ray, when Rey Mysterio wins your title at WrestleMania. It's impossible to have a cruiserweight division anymore because it's the mainstream. I mean, those guys are incredibly talented, but it sucks because they're not really able to tell stories and um, because no one's watching them. And there's yeah. just too much fucking <clears throat> wrestling, man. I go back to my old booking. I feel like I made the case here, but this was before I lived here. Um, my my old my old fantasy booking thing was that instead of two hundred five live, it should be. 205 and 305 live like you have to be 205 or under or 305 and above (laughs) because all we care about like we grew up the little guys the reason they matter is because they would get beat to a pulp by fat dudes and then they would somehow eventually come back and win that's perfect that's the storyline we want and now WWE's got this giant roster of big, big slash fat slash big fat dudes you have Keith Lee versus all the cruiserweights yeah well Keith Lee can really go with them but I mean, so can guys like Killian Dane. I mean, there's there's like all these like heavy machineries down there in NXT. Like there's all these do. I mean, even the Authors yeah. of Pain we were talking about last week, they deserve to be on the main roster. Don't get me wrong. I don't even think there needs to be a hard split between roster eight, 205 Live and main roster anyway. But like it just needs to be a separate promotion. It doesn't need to be about weight class. It's not like a, like a title belt, like a weight class belt. I mean, they already have a separate promotion. It's called NXT. No, I know. Let this be a thing. Just give it its own identity. I don't know. I think, you, I, unfortunately, I think they got to XFL this one and, and, you know, the people that are really good from it keep and, you know, what, what the other people go make stars for themselves in Japan, Ring of Honor. And I know that's, uh, that's know, what they know, were doing before. That's how yeah, they were doing well, You know, but then you go back. I mean, it's like Omega, you know, you go back and it sucks. It's a shitty business. Um, are you saying you think Kenny Omega is going to interfere in this match? Um, yeah, he will interfere in the, how fucking hilarious would that be if he interfered with the outcome of the cruiserweight title match on the pre-show? I wonder how much money it would take. Do you think he would do that for like, wait, he joined 205 live for like, I don't know. Like five million dollars cash? Um, no, but I think he would for ten million <laughs> for a year. All right, well, we got it. Vince, just make that offer, okay? Yeah. You want to make two hundred five live work? That's what you got to do. Sign Kenny Omega. Um. Also, who was the guy that had to lose weight? Was it like to to re- was there wasn't there someone in the X division who was always having to like make weight to work to work? No, because they didn't have a they didn't have a weight class. No, they didn't. Samoa Joe was like the longest reigning X Division champion. That guy's that guy's making a lot of trips to Denny's after a show. <laughs> I know Buddy Murphy had to lose weight at one point, but I think it'd be really funny if they had just a giant fat guy in two hundred five live, like a four hundred pounder who just insisted he was two hundred and four pounds. That'd be that would be a good gimmick. We got to move on. Heel producer Jim is really mad that we're having this conversation right now, and so are you if you're listening to this. Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair back into the swing of things. Triple threat match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, I enjoyed the little interplay they had on SmackDown this week. I actually like all the things they have going on here. Um, I don't really know what it's going to mean in the match. I can sort of imagine 
But uh, yeah, this will be a fun one. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Neither of us sound that committed right now <laughs> to our excitement. No, no, I'm. Uh... Uh, what, who's gonna Who's gonna win this match? Carmella, Becky, Charlotte. Uh, I think Carmella will win. I feel the same way. Uh, I, I feel like this is going to be the Charlotte. The Charlotte and Becky are going to end up fighting at some point. Carmella is going to use this as an opportunity to pull out another, you know, surprise win, and yeah. uh, and that's that. Yeah, I mean, I think the way the the way to do this now is uh, have you know, I know they want to build to Charlotte versus Ronda for Mania, uh-huh. but I still think the money match is Becky versus Ronda. Yeah, I love that match. Um, between Charlotte and Becky, do you think Charlotte, I mean, if one of them straight turns heel, do you think it's Charlotte? Yeah, it has to be. Becky's not a heel. I know, but I'd, I'd be interested to see if she tried. Um, so yeah, so yeah, your pick is Carmella, my pick is Carmella. There are so few people who can do, like, her and Daniel Bryan are two of the only people that can do straight face promos. And, and, and Keith Lee is maybe one of those people. Oh, we didn't and talk not, about and Keith And not Lee. be corny. Uh, so... So why not run with that? Yeah. Now I, I'm, I'm with you there. So we both have Carmella. Next on the agenda is Drov Ziggler with Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins with Dean Ambrose. Who you got? Well, I would say it's either going to be Seth Rollins wins clean. I don't think we're going to see an Ambrose heel turn. Or what's also very possible is McIntyre gets involved. Ambrose, you know, uh, goes and tries to fuck up McIntyre and out of the crowd, Jason Jordan comes in and uh, costs Rollins the title. I think we could Whoa, see that. That's a that's a deep fantasy booking deep cut there. Well, not really, because they were always, every time they're talking about Jason Jordan, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, it's all in the same ether. So I think that that's very possible. Um, you know, the crowd's going to go nuts if, you know, if, if Rollins wins the title, so why not give it to him? It really, it also depends on what What's happening that night? Like how many? Like I think they have Seth Rollins win the title if the plan is for Kevin Owens to eventually win the Universal Title and for um, Daniel Bryan to lose. Like they need some pop that night. Um, I just googled Jason Jordan to see if there had been any news about him, and the first thing that came up was that one of the lady girls from Teen Mom Two is dating a man named Jason Jordan, not our Jason not Jordan, our Jason. But that Jordan. just shows you where he is in the internet. It's either. a very it's a very common name. Um, Despite and then the, w, the mirror for the the British paper, the mirror says Jason Jordan's neck injury worse than feared. Well, that's never something good you want to hear. No, who knows if that's real? I'm just xing out of that because it seemed to be spamming my computer. Um, so anyway, I like I like your fantasy booking though. I like your fantasy. Booking. Um, I'm going to go with. Wait, did you make a pick? Yeah, I'm going to go with Rollins. I'm. It really feels like Rollins. Really, really feels like Rollins. Um, I mean, I can you could easily fantasy book a Ziggler win the way that you did, or or many other ways. Um, but there's no way unless unless there there's no way to book a Ziggler win unless there's a heel turn from Ambrose or Jason Jordan gets involved. No, I don't think that's true. I think it could just be a brawling <laughs> schmoz that ends up with a Ziggler roll up or something like that. I don't know, but then you kind of like you, you take some of the dust off of Ambrose's return that way. You're absolutely right, but I, I guess if uh, you're right, I mean, in, the, if it's an Ambrose heel turn, then then of course Ziggler wins, and that allows Rollins and Ambrose to wrestle separate from the IC belt. But I guess if you had something else, there'd be nothing else to do with Rollins and Ambrose besides have them feud with Ziggler and McIntyre, right? 
For right now, I think that's the way to go and put the tag title on those on Ziggler and McIntyre, especially if you have Seth Rollins win on Sunday, put the tag titles then there and then maybe have, you know, them both attack, you know, Amber, maybe even with a third person, you know, and, and you have it that way. Wouldn't it be great if they're just team, their teams kept growing? They each got a new friend every week. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I guess you could do, I mean, I guess the only reason why the only, I mean, not the only reason you, the one thing, one way out you could see is that Ziggler retains and then Ron's and Ambrose both just get put right into the Roman Reigns title picture. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. No, but you, you, you see, I mean, as for an example of how like Rollins could lose, but still just because, because they need him for something else. Yeah, maybe. All right. You're going to go with Rollins. I'm going to go with Rollins too. Forget about it. Um, after all that, trying to talk myself into it. For, uh, I'm in the same place I was when we started. Braun Strowman. Next match. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Singles match for the Money in the Bank contract, which is currently held by Braun Strowman. Should Strowman lose by DQ or countout, he will lose the contract. Now, this feels really set up for which Owens to steal it. Which makes me think that they're going to have Braun win. But, you know, the whole thing about the title picture is it's usually... That's the one thing in WWE that's always kind of predictable, you know, like, and I know that, you know, Roman didn't beat Brock at Mania, but I think the most predictable thing for them to do would have Kevin Owens, you know, win this and then team up with Paul Heyman at the end of the night uh, and win that title, which would be a fantastic pairing because, you know, Heyman is, is really good with either a really good talker or a really good worker. He's not somebody who can elevate someone. He just makes someone who's already elevated into a bigger superstar. Yeah. He's like Don I, King. I think that there's, that's a, that's a great comparison. I think that there's, uh, we were just talking about this before we started recording. I think there's a good case that this opens the show just to like remind us that this is out there. Yeah. Um, and also they got to open the show with something big, but, but I mean, you know, if Braun wins and then wins the time, and I think, you know, and then decides to make a triple do- threat match that night. I mean, that the, the place is going to become unglued. Do you think Braun with Paul Heyman works? Why would you do that? Again, it's like you have a pure baby face and you're teaming him up with Heyman. They're not going to get heel pop. They're not going to get like the heel booze. They're going to love it. The broken crowd. If Braun teamed up with Heyman, the Brooklyn crowd would love it then and it would love it on Monday night, no matter, no matter what Heyman said. Right. So I, I, I don't see, you know, and, and, you know, here's the thing is like they would also love the Kevin Owens pairing, but they would boo it then on Monday night. Yes. A hundred percent. But they would love it at SummerSlam. I mean, the, the worst thing that could happen. Which they've already kind of eliminated this past week is Heyman and Lesnar being back together again. Because they already did that option this week. Oh, Heyman and Lesnar back together again. That was just a swerve for Roman Reigns. So we know that that's not going to happen. But then again, I was at the SummerSlam two years ago that ended in a, uh, you know, TKO with a no contest when, you know, Brock Lesnar was just pummeling Randy Orton, then F5 Shane. And after that AJ and Cena match, we're all just like, what? This is yeah. what we came here to see? Right. The worst way, and we'll get to the main event in just a second, but the, but the worst way that, I mean, the, kind of the worst case scenario for WWE, and this works both, this cuts both ways, is if they don't have this matter for the main event, right? If they, if they've already determined that they're not going to do anything with it, then that's going to just destroy the main event. Everyone's going to be hoping for it. I mean, everyone's going to be expecting it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's not even logical except for the fact that we just don't, we know Lesnar's leaving and, and we think that they want to do something to kind of make that match more exciting, you know, because there's, it's just seems sort of like a fait accompli. But, um, I will say that just between Owens and Strowman, 
if the if Strowman win if okay if Strowman wins and interfe- and and cashes in in the main event Strowman's winning right yeah absolutely he's so over right now Owens is in some way the safer bet Owens could beat Strowman by some oh. count out nefarious thing and then cash in in the main event and lose and not really matter for the main event like he could he could be a tool just to make Roman Reigns look stronger. Or you turn, you turn him. This is the one way you really turn Reigns heel. You have Bronwyn. You have it in the beginning. It would become a triple threat match. And just as Braun's about to like body slam Lesnar to pick up the win, Heyman low blows Braun and, uh, and Roman Reigns picks up the win. And then you see that Roman and Paul were together the whole time. And didn't he eliminate that this week too? Not really. You could, I mean, they could easily just be like, yeah, I took some mace. I, d- I did this to get to this point. That's an easy conversation. But they mentioned it, right? I mean, the fact that they actually floated the, di- yeah, the idea. Yeah, but then they took it away from us with the mace. And then you set up Brock. So you think it's, I mean, the fact that we're talking about all these possibilities means that they have booked a match that no one wanted to see the fact that really well. The fact that we're talking about all these possibilities means that they're almost certainly just going to have a straight Roman Reigns win in like a three-minute match. That and would be fucking hilarious. He celebrates as they go off the air. That would be. I mean, if we get if it's, I, that's painless. By the way, if sure. you want Roman Reigns to win this match, please fucking make it three minutes. If Roman Reigns wins this match clean and there's no cash in, uh. We might we might die that night. Oh, you think people are going to be that pissed off? I mean, we're if we're if we have good seats, we could be we're right in like stampede territory. No, it'll be the same thing that happened with the Reigns and <laughs> people will go, "Oh, this is bullshit." And yeah. then they'll still buy merch on the way out. Yeah, they will. They should roll out ironic Roman Reigns wins again merch just to sell as people are leaving the arenas. I would buy that. Somebody should buy that. Somebody should make their shirts tomorrow and sell them in the fucking parking lot. <laughs> Um, I don't have enough time. I'm promoting a new album on 800 Pound Gorilla Records. No real wonders here. Download it today. <laughs> um, I wish we, yeah, okay. We got a couple other ones. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. New Day, and please just break Harper away. Give Rowan something else to do. My, when the valet watches wrestling with me, she asks the same question: whether we're watching Raw or SmackDown, and that is, why did they break up the Wyatt family? She can, she can, she'll, it could be, it could, it might be two months since she watches me. It might be I mean, two no hours reason. since she watches me. I mean, they botched the whole, they botched that in a big way. If you're not going to put, if you're not going to change the status quo for anybody, why would you break that up? It's a good question. Because you wouldn't get cool fake sledgehammers without it. That's true. Um, I'm going with the new day too. Um, uh, although I think I'm That's not sure. Nice it's, I'm not sure it's cut and dry, but, but yeah. Uh, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. For the WWE Championship. Now, this is going to be a, this is going to be a cool match, regardless. This is in that sort of AJ Nakamura territory of like this match is going to be. That's why I'm skeptical fantastic. of it being good. Um, but if you needed it in, in the WWE Championship, great trophy. If you needed any other reason to 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 be excited about it, Samoa Joe is apparently receiving letters from AJ Styles' wife saying that she hates him. <laughs> I will say they built the story up well. Um, because they, they kind of realized, oh, we just can't go off the fact that they used to have really good matches in another territory like who do the Nakamura. It's a little bit cheesy, but, you know, AJ's just by nature kind of a cheesy guy. He's the best wrestler in the world, but he's a cheesy fucking dude. Um, You know, I, look, the, the the wrestling fan of me would love to see Samojo win the title just due to his contributions to the product of wrestling in, over the past 10, 15 years. But 
I, I, I still think they're going to have AJ win. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like after all this, that the, that AJ's loss and AJ is now the longest reigning SmackDown champion for whatever that's worth. Um, it feels like AJ's title reign, like is only going to end in some sort of epic way. Right. Right. Or you have Samoa Joe win and then, you know, they kind of hot potato the title or have Samoa Joe win in September and then Hell in a Cell AJ wins. But I really think that you want, you want, the, you want the belt taken off from AJ by whatever heel you want to see represented at WrestleMania 35. Wait, say and that again. You want the belt taken off of AJ ultimately oh. and not taken back, even if it's a hot potato thing with him and Samoa Joe at the title. By the person who's representing SmackDown at WrestleMania 35, which I think should be The Miz, which is why I think The Miz should win and then have Daniel Bryan win main event WrestleMania 35 versus Miz. All right. All right. And then what does AJ Styles do at WrestleMania 35? Another dream match. Put him against fucking Rey Mysterio. Anything with that guy's a dream match. Yeah, that's true. Um, if if Ziggler, I mean, sorry, if, if AJ Styles wins, then you could easily see him going up against... Uh, the Miz, if the Miz wins that match, they could shotgun that. Yeah. They could do the Samoa Joe rerun. I mean, they, they, there's no limit to how many times they can play matches back, obviously. Um, Almas is sitting right there, and you could imagine him getting a sort of like fall, pu- like late summer push for a month or, you know. Yeah, I think you want him to get a U.S. title run first, though. Have him beat Hardy. You're right. And then have him beat somebody else on the way up that's like of that stature, whether it's like a Mysterio or. I kind of feel like uh, the AJ, I mean, I still feel like AJ Styles has not been feuding with Samoa Joe long enough to drop the belt to him. I know it's just like. That's no, really I think you're basic, right. I'm, but, I'm, 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 I'm 100% but I, on board But I do that. like the idea of AJ dropping the belt to Joe and then maybe you have like AJ, Joe, and Miz in a triple threat or you get Daniel Bryan in there. I mean, just for the, like, this is the, these are the dog days, right? Like between now and SummerSlam. They kind of have tried some stuff. I mean, now in Survivor Series, this is when they're kind of willing to try out some new stuff. The summer is yeah. always a little bit, um, you know, the, the, Vince will let some stuff slide. Or you but have like Joe cool. keep the strap and then go against Big E or, or Keith Lee or somebody who's like another, a big face for a big heel or even Strowman. It would mania. be if they had a big Roman Reigns angle or whoever Universal Championship angle coming out of this, it would be pretty cool to see. To see them just do AJ versus Joe versus The Miz in a triple threat for the belt at just some, you know, Hell in a Cell or whatever. Yeah, maybe not Hell in a Cell, whatever the next, whatever the next, the next one Hell in a Cell is the next pay-per-view, so. Oh, it is? Yeah. I thought it was like Unforgiven or no, something. Hell in a Cell. When is that, September? Um, yeah, it is in, uh, it, uh, what is the date? That's always an October pay-per-view. I thought that's like their Halloween pay-per-view. Which I think September sixteenth in San Antonio. I'll be watching Halloween Havoc on Monday with uh, Dan Soder before we go to Monday Night Raw. Dan Soder at the Vermont Comedy Club all weekend, so check him out. He's not here. No, he's he's not here. He's in Vermont. No. So if you're in Vermont, and can't go to SummerSlam. Go check out Dan. Yeah. Um. I'm glad I'm in Brooklyn for this one. This is going to be fun. Um. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I'm. So you're picking who? Samoa Joe or AJ Styles? I'm going to pick AJ. Smart money's on AJ. Um, or it's a weird disqualification. I could see that you happening, can't, You can't say, or it's a weird disqualification. Well, or it's a disqualification. Uh, you're right. You're right. That's kind of... You got to pick a winner, even though it's a crazy thing to have to do. I say AJ wins by disqualification. I'm going to say Samoa Joe wins by DQ or something. 
Um, so AJ, AJ AJ gets really mad, DQs himself, keeps the belt. They fight again at Hell in a Cell. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, this I, is, I agree with you. I'm the gonna, setup I'm, for this feud feels like now a feud that would like make sense in a cell, right? Or at right. least in some sort of, you know, some sort of situation. Uh, rectangular. All right, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey for the women's the Raw Women's Championship belt. Rousey, right? Especially if you're going to take the title off Rome, uh, Braun Strowman, now you can have a champion there who's not as round. You mean as Brock Lesnar? Yeah, sorry. If you're going to take the championship off Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I think Razzie's got to win. It, they've been booking it old school like she's going to win. Uh, Alexa, I mean, in, in kayfabe or in reality, she is a, I mean, Alexa Bliss is no match for her. The only way I was thinking that there would be some sort of like screw job was if a natty turned heel or something. We well, can't do that now when Anvil just passed away. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. It's just there's going to be too much sympathy for her. It's true. It's true. Um, all right. We're both on Rousey. And then the main event, we already discussed it a little bit when we were talking about Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Um, but let's take, let's pretend for a second that there's no cash in. Okay. Uh, Lesnar versus Reigns. What does this match look like? <sighs> I mean, the thing is, they're going to get some drama from this match now. Um, but they kind of eliminated the drama because now we're starting off with Heyman. The really, it's it's going to be a dead match up until the finishes, because the finishes people are going to either expect a cash in or expect Heyman to turn. But there will be booze or or complete apathy for the first ten minutes of this match. Yeah, it'll be I, interesting. I would say that maybe the, think they the, need to do the cash in and make it a triple threat from the start. I mean, that's the only way you'd have the crowd electric. If Braun Strowman cashed that in, I don't think that would have the same flavor if Kevin Owens cashed in the main match. But if Braun Strowman came out and made it a triple threat match, the fucking Barclays Center would become unglued. But I also don't know who's the next raw guy to win the championship, you know, like, and I think it's Braun Strowman. So do you hold that off until Mania or do you do that now and then have Seth or Dean be one of those guys or somebody who's. You mean you know, who, who's the number one contender? Right, like who's the guy that you're going to run with the brand? Because eventually, it's it's not going to be Reigns, no matter how many times they try. So, uh, you, you know, like, well, okay. So there's two. Okay, look, you can book it both ways. If if I think it would be smart to put the belt on Strowman because he's so over right now, and also I'm I honestly don't know if his popularity has legs. I don't know. I mean, I, right. I think I think he'll be popular forever, but I don't know if him holding the belt will work. I think it's an open question. He's, you know, a different sort of top guy. Um, and I, so I think it's probably wise to just see how it works. Just do it and test it, you know, see what yeah, maybe you have them Daniel Bryan versus Braun at Mania or something. That's like a fun, like underdog match. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, dude, do. I think if you want to have a SummerSlam main event that's going to knock it out of the park, have Braun cash in right in the beginning of that fucking match. And then the whole time you're like, are they really going to put the title on Braun? Is he, which person is Hayman going to go, Heyman going to go with? They couldn't possibly have Lesnar win now, right? Like the, all these things would be running through people's heads. Everyone would be rooting for Braun. I mean, that's the way to go. Yeah. I think that Braun, I mean, Owens, if Owens wins, it would not make a lot of kayfabe sense for him to cash in and make it a triple threat, right? I mean, he's he's a he's no, a, he's, he's an a, intelligent he's a, he, heel. He's whatever. a heel. He's an intelligent heel. He you would, wait, you wait until you know Reigns is collapsed on the floor, and then you put your finger on him and pin right. him. 
And I know what you mean about it starting slow and the crowd not being into it, but Lesnar can always just pull like, you know, if he just does like 18 suplexes and F5s to start. The I don't match. think so, dude. Look at that main event of 434. He nearly fucking killed Roman Reigns and no one gave a shit. Yeah, I just mean you can get the you can get the intensity up at the beginning of a match. I th- I mean, I think that's gone, unfortunately, now from him. I think we've seen that too much already. All right. Well. Hope you're more excited on Sunday. I am excited. I'm no, excited to get to hang out with you. Get a hot be, dog. It's going to be a lot of get fun. A Dr. Pepper. Um, so your so your formal prediction. You have to you have to predict who wins this match, and you are allowed to pick from Strowman and Kevin Owens. My formal prediction: Who will leave SummerSlam? Who will leave the Barclays Center on Sunday night? I'm going to bet with, with my heart. Title? Ooh, that's. I'm going to bet. Oh, fuck. I don't know. It's tough, but they're also booking Reigns versus Strowman. No, I'm not going to bet with my heart. I'm going to say, I'm going to predict that Heyman turns on Lesnar and we see a Heyman's Reigns combo and Reigns turns heel. And I still think that it could be a triple threat match that way. That's my prediction. And then you have Braun chase, Rum- chase Roman for the title. Um. All right. Yeah, I think that the thing that I think that you're right. I mean, I think that I, if if Reigns wins and there's no cash in or if the cat whatever, I you I don't know who's next, but I know what Monday Night Raw is, and that's Ambrose, Rollins, Finn Balor, you know, all these like second, you know, like all these like like top topish tier guys having a multi person qualifying thing to find out who the number one contender is. We've also, it it's a, it's it's also a cool visual in the beginning of Raw. To have Roman and Haynes walking in, Heyman walking in together, right? And he's passing as he's walking in. People can't believe it. So they're all standing up on each line, like watching them walk by. And everyone's kind of like looking at the pairing. And then, you know, you get to that point where like, you know, Strowman looks and pissed off. But then you look to the right, the camera tilts the right. And it's Ambrose and Rollins. And they're like, what the fuck? You know, so it, it's just like it's a new territory. What is this? Are we finally see, seeing the heel Roman Reigns? This is that's the best thing I've ever heard you say. Thank you. I love that. That that that's totally it. I mean, having that that moment would be worth everything we've been through. Like, are we finally here? Did we finally get what the internet wanted? A heel Roman Reigns? Yeah. Wow, that could be really fun. All right, I'm all in. You You're completely won me over. Okay. Um. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. You're p- so you're picking Reigns. I'm picking Reigns with your heart. I'm going to go. Well, with- no, not with my heart. I'm picking Reigns with my head. If I want to pick my heart. It would be Braun Strowman wins the title, and you know I want to pick Strowman even with my head. But I but I think that the odds, like if I were actually placing a bet, I would. It would be the odds. The odds of any cash in, the odds of them deciding to go through with it, are lower than Lesnar retaining even. You know, yeah. Um, but oh, man. I mean, so how just, how if you want to create a super heel, how big of a super heel would it be if you had Braun come in, make it a triple threat match? Heyman low blows Lesnar, so you think he's going to go pick? You think he's going to then low blow Reigns, but he fucking low blows Braun. Roman wins the title, and that's it. And then it's just them hugging and kissing. I mean, that is the ultimate. Like you would be able to, you would be getting a surprising finish. You'd finally have the strap off Lesnar, and 
And then you'd get even a bigger baby face in Braun Strowman going after both of those two. Yeah. No, I think that there's... Man, I'm torn. I'm torn here. Um, I'm looking at the odds right now. This is from uh, Bleacher Report has a thing on the odds. What are they saying right now? Um, uh, it's Roman Reigns minus 300, Lesnar plus 220. So they don't even have like the odds of other, of someone else winning that match. That was a big letdown. I'm going to go with Reigns, but I think it's Roman. I know I'm, I'm, I'm equivocating there, but yeah, that's totally true. Um, it's going to be awesome, man. So we have NXT on Friday night. You can't wait, which we I haven't mean, even Saturday gone through night, that sorry. On Friday night, we're we doing our things. We haven't even gone through that car. We don't have enough time to go through that car. Friday night, you'll be calling some indie match. Yes. So I'll go. You want me to go through my plugs again? Yeah, do, do your plugs. We're gonna. Okay. I'm going to go through a whole weekends here. I'm going to plug the weekend. Joey Janela is lost in New York. I'll be there Friday night. I'll be at NXT Saturday. Uh, I'll be at uh, the SummerSlam Summer Sunday. Sunday. Raw on Monday. Hold up a King of Sad style dance. Jermaine's sign. Please frame it. I'll give you an autographed copy of my CD from myself and a, and a better comic than me. Uh, I'll send you in the mail um, <laughs> as long as you tweeted me with your address. Um, buy my album, No Real Winners, here on 800 Pound Gorilla Records, all streaming services. I also have uh, another podcast, Total Left and Marks, on all things comedy, which is taking a hiatus while I'm doing uh, this show. But there's a lot of evergreen episodes on that, so check that out. Check all the ATC comedy stuff out there's a lot of great shit on there and uh check out dan soder vermont comedy club this weekend and i'm i'm in the city doing spots guys like i'm gonna be i'm all around this place i'm i'm, I'm back in new york doing stand-up so i should start posting those dates but I'm, I'm at the clubs and stuff yeah i'll be at um cheap heat live which you can check out the info on my twitter account sadly uh on friday night um hopefully nothing terrible happens there but it probably will um that's Friday night. Saturday, I'll be probably to NXT. Sunday, SummerSlam. There's so much good stuff. Um, Monday, maybe I might, I might do Raw. Depends on how exhausted I am from all this stuff. Um, two quick things we need to touch on before we go. Little postscript here. One, last week, last time we recorded, I decided it was Keith Lee Day. What was your, what was your, key, what was your impression of Keith Lee? Oh, from watching, well, from I his talked NXT about it. Debut. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was really good, right? Um, he's, he's a whole lot of man and, uh, it'll be fun to see what they do with him. I'm very, very confident in my, yeah, Keith what's Lee the grade. NXT card again? Uh, just real, real quick. Every time I go through an NXT card, even though it's like three days out, I feel like I'm spoiling something for somebody. Um, Velveteen Dream versus EC3. Can't wait. Velveteen Dream's going to win. Hopefully undisputed era versus mustache mountain. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, I don't really care about it, unfortunately. Team. I'm trying, guys. But... Adam Cole versus Ricochet. Very good. Yeah, hopefully for Ricochet wins the NXT wins that. North American Championship. Yeah, hopefully Ricochet Shayna Baszler versus Kerry Sane. Uh, for Shame the if Baszler doesn't win that. Yeah. And Ciampa. Tom... Wait, this is it's a one-on-one match, didn't Yeah, he? well, because he got injured. Oh, so they took him back out. Yeah, I don't think he's in the match. I don't think Aleister Black's in the match. They're, mm. Now the big question is, is, it's like, who ran Austin over? It's who did that to... Who did that to Alistair Black? Right. So Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. Gargano. Which, as we all know, it's going to be Rikishi. <laughs> they could bring him back for that. NXT could actually pull that off. Uh, last man standing match for the NXT title. That's It's amazing that these two guys are fighting for the NXT championship. Yeah. 
It's just amazing. It, it was a, a better match as a triple threat, but you know I can't wait to see it live. It's going to be like Flair Steamboat. You know, there will be. It's. It's. Uh, I'm going to be able to say that to my grandkids if I ever have grandkids. <laughs> if the world's around long enough for that. Um, that's fantastic. I'm excited, man. Oh, the other thing we have to talk about is uh, we had Keith Lee Day and um, Colt Cabana has sued CM Punk for breach of contract over legal fees. We didn't touch on this up top because uh, I'm not really sure that it's wrestling news. But uh, I am. I mean, I like Colt, the interactions I've had with him. I've never interacted with CM Punk. It made me nervous because I just offered Michael Ian Black like $3,000 to retreat my album. And he's like, okay. Well, I didn't offer him, but he was like $3,000. As a joke, he said three thousand dollars, and then he retweeted it. But I'm like, oh man, does that mean I'm gonna have to pay Michael Ian Black three grand? I really, I'm not working right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, look, man, it's not a great look for Punk, but you know, hopefully they get it squared away. Everybody wants to see Cole Cabana not go broke and CM Punk wrestle again. Like that's what was my first reaction. As for and for them to make up. So if there's a way all those three things could happen magically, that would be terrific. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, man. I mean, you know, Cole Cabana had somebody on his podcast and he said some stuff. You can't you can't hold him accountable for that, you know. But, you know, I don't know how much money Punk has either. and I don't know enough about the situation. How about that? I don't know enough about the situation. Nobody says nobody comes out and says that anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough look, man. It's a tough look. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah. I mean, it's sort of, yeah. Whatever. By the way, you owe me thousands of dollars in legal fees. When are we going to get to that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Punks, punks. There's, yeah. You can't do that to somebody. Who knows? Maybe, maybe there's something we don't know. That's the thing is, maybe there's something we don't know, which is why I'm always hesitant. But to you can't just be like. Head. I mean, you could be like, hey, no matter what, I will never date your ex girlfriend, and then you can fuck over a friend and like, okay, maybe you have your reasons, you know? And like, it, you don't, they have their, the ability to be mad, like whatever. I'm just saying they're like, ter- you can do terrible things to your friends, but saying that you're going to cover them for half a million dollars and then pulling out is not an acceptable thing to do. No, you know, it would be the funniest That's thing like is saying that I'm like, like, I'm gonna, uh, like WWE signs Cole Cabana to $250,000 just to trash CM Punk for the next year. Yeah. That's very possible. They do that. Oh man. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Like to, 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 to stiff somebody with a bill like that. I mean, that, that's how you, that you, like you can never talk to the dude again. Right. That like, that should be a big enough. Fuck you. You can trash him on whatever to other people, to social media, like do whatever. But like, come on, man. That's that's a bad look. Well, get ready for the saddest GoFundMe ever. I was joking with somebody else that uh, that we should start a we should start like a GoFundMe for <laughs> Colt Cabana, and then when we reach the reach the uh, the target amount, we would just be like, "Sorry, Colt, you're on your own." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not like it, you know the problem is it complicates the whole like. See, you know, CM Punk versus the man thing when you're punching down like that, when you're not paying your best friend, babe. But again, we don't know. We know a couple, you know, screen captions, you know, right? I mean, that that's why it's like you're always hesitant to jump in on stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway. I have like such childish reactions to it where I, I want him to make up. I want Colt to get his money. I want CM Punk to be WWE champion, main event WrestleMania. I have all these like, <laughs> I, I become like a five-year-old boy whenever I hear this stuff. But can't they all get along? Why are mommy and daddy fighting? <laughs> That's what it feels like. This whole story has felt like, why are mommy and daddy fighting? It's true. Because daddy left with a pack of cigarettes and nothing else. <laughs> all right. Well, we got to get out of here. Everybody have an amazing summer. Have a weekend. great one. If you're walking at home, if you're watching at home, if you're, if you're out here in Brooklyn, come see us. Come see me on Friday night or Dan on Friday night or come say hi to us at the shows. Um, yeah. You'll recognize, it. you'll recognize us as, uh, both by our beards and, yeah. uh, Dan because of his lack of pants. Yeah. I won't be wearing any pants. I will be arrested as soon as I get to the venue. Um, just, just yell Mass Man or King Sad style. Don't uh, know we're here. Or just, uh, hey, humanoid. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. If you're, watch, you. if you're watching at home, enjoy it at home. Enjoy your, enjoy your cold beverages and, and bags of chips and delivered food and the kind of luxury low 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 fee luxury that i wish i was doing sometimes anyway um you're all wonderful people have a great SummerSlam weekend good night and good luck um there's no need to apologize to dean ambrose this weekend uh he hey, had, had great an weekend. amazing amazing week um apologize to the blue pants no more blue pants yeah apologies no to jeans. dean ambrose jeans we'll see you back here next week humanoids we are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a body guy like some people, but like that's I'm a size queen. Um, that's the best thing I've ever heard you say. Excuse me?